Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. A big win in Ohio, and there are more to come, I think. Once again, Ultra MAGA is on the wrong side. This, you know, on abortion, a lot of stuff, but uh, we're going to look into that, and we'll look at some campaign messaging going into 2024. And of course, Alex has promised uh, me and, and all of you that we'll get into some listener questions to, uh, this week. So Alex, where should we get started? Well, Ron DeSantis fired his campaign manager, which I definitely want to get to, too. Just I, I know that wasn't in the intro and it's not that big of a deal, but we all called it. Is it in the is it even in the rundown oh, of the no. show? Nope. We're not even okay. going to get get too far into it today. We got to start with okay. Ohio. Joe, we had David Pepper on last week. He he went over yep. some of the implications on this, but, but but this was really just a huge win for democracy, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's pushing 57%. Of course, that also gets to why they wanted to raise the bar to 60% in, in the first place on issue one, uh, you know, which was designed to stop uh, the November uh, abortion rights initiative. But, you know, it goes way beyond that. This, you know, it's all future initiatives in Ohio that would have been, you know, impossible, impossible. Yeah. with a 60, uh, you know, with a threshold of you need 60% to, to win, you know, so you get, you know, any kind of independent redistricting commission um, initiative or an initiative to raise the minimum wage. I mean, abortion rights were on the ballot, P people's rights were on the ballot, but, but a lot of, in a lot of ways, all rights were on the ballot, all, all, the ability for uh, Ohioans to, you know, put citizens' initiatives, qualify them, and pass them with a majority, which is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, is is still in place thanks to to issue one. That brings up actually a, a first listener question today. We have plenty to get to, and I'll let you get back to Ohio in a second. But this is relevant. So Bridget in Washington asked, "How might we use state referendums to reverse the state legislature gerrymandering?" Could we champion referendums that require a state use nonpartisan tools like an independent redistricting commission for state legislative districts? Might not work everywhere, but it might work in purple states. I mean, Joe, that's basically what they're going to try to do in Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, that's exactly right. Uh, I mean, that's what uh, they're going to try to do in Ohio. Uh, you know, the interesting thing, look, David Pepper, uh, his, you know, his, his book was about, you know, basically, basically laid out how the states, uh, the right was using the states as, as experiments in autocracy. You know, they were like test labs um, and they would pass things, you know, draconian things and figure out how to get it done and how to change, you know, gerrymandering, et cetera. And then, and then it would get passed on. Any successful experiment would get passed on to other states. And they've, they've been very good at that. But this is one um, that Bridget has uh, correctly identified because this paves the way for in Ohio for an independent state redistricting commission to get on the ballot and you know that's a start and so it you, you know it'll be interesting to see whether this you know thinking through what initiatives we can put on the ballots in places that will well one not not, not just protect people but also point out the you know even in an extreme state like you know where the Ohio legislature for instance was trying to do this uh, trying to thwart democracy, you know, the citizens from the bottom up c can change everything, or at least stop the lobbyists and the powers that be and the and and the and the all nut, you know, legislative people that are passing these crazy bans. So yeah, no, I think it's it's uh, definitely something that can transfer 
to other places. Of course, you know, not every state, by the way, has a, a an initiative process or a and citizen's a lot of them have process. passed all kinds of kind of draconian yeah. laws already, making it harder. I mean, it, it, Joe, yeah, the one exactly. thing, and, and we talked about this not with David last week, but, but a couple of weeks ago, his point was, you know, a lot of these wins that we're seeing this year are kind of, it, 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 like in the Supreme Court, for example, it's it's not so much a win as it is avoiding a loss. Well, I mean, that's true. But the other side of this thing is, look, we're, we are in an obviously very polarized time. And th- we have been under assault. I mean, this assault on democracy has been going on and planned and, and worked on and built over three or four decades, uh, you know, it, you know, uh, and it's, it's ongoing and it's going to continue. And, you know, frankly, we're at this place where a lot of these fights were eking out the win, but not in Ohio. I mean, that was a big one. It was 57%. I mean, a lot of, a lot of Republicans, a lot of Republican leaning independents had to vote uh, against this. Um, which I think, again, it goes back to what we saw in Kansas and other places. The MAGA cult is, is too extreme. And the stuff that they're pushing and the, and the tactics that they're using are repelling a lot of people and actually opening up, uh, like you saw this win in Ohio, it, like I said, 57%. That this can't be. I mean, this is a place that Biden lost by eight points. So it just shows you how many Republicans and and uh, Republican leaning independents, and you know, it was a good turnout, uh, obviously, in a lot of the blue areas of the state uh, that also you know was big. So all the work, but but the but you can see, I think uh, again, this is sort of explains why the red w- w- wave never really happened in 2022. And I think it's more pronounced now. I mean, the, something we've been talking about, Alex, about it, it's not just the extreme anymore, the crazy clown car. It's that the crazy clown car is now recognized as dangerous, dangerous to democracy, dangerous to people's rights, um, d- dangerous in the way it divides. And, and in a lot of ways, uh, you know, it, it's becoming more that danger is becoming more pronounced. And, and, and I think Trump throws more, you know, when he does the if you're coming for me, I'm coming to get you kind of stuff. I mean, all that rhetoric, it, it again, I think, is creating the contrast. And I th- it, that I think helps create the contrast that made this win possible in Ohio, but also makes 2024 as tough as it's going to be, I'd rather be us than them. Well, and Joe, we've talked about this before. I mean, there was the New York Times poll that had, I think, what, of the 37% of, of totally ultra MAGA people polled, literally every single one of them thought that Donald Trump had committed no crimes and really couldn't commit yeah, any zero. crimes. I mean, that's just the reality. Zero. All 319 to yeah. zero thought he had committed no crimes and Which done nothing I'm no wrong. pollster, but... but- but that tends to be yeah. like like there's not a lot yeah. of wiggle room in that number. Well, that just tells you where they're not, they're not moving at all. Um, you know, but that it, it shows you know that CNN poll had said that seventy one percent of Republicans and Republican leaning voters still think that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president. He did not win the uh, election. Um, you know, and that by the way. That's up from 67% in May. So with 
you know, all the indictments, all the other stuff, the anti-democratic sentiment is growing even now within the base. And, and, and by the way, that base is now 71%, you know, basically 71% of the party. And, and if I remember right, it was 37% who thought he didn't do anything wrong and, you know, we're going to vote for him no matter what. And the other, thir there was another 37% that weren't sure whether he did anything wrong or not, but they were still probably going to vote for him. I mean, you know, this is in the Republic, that's the Republican Party. There was only like 14% of the Republican Party that said, no, I don't think so. But, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see uh, where those folks go. And they, in the end, I think a lot of those folks were the people that, uh, that did vote in Ohio on the no side of, of issue one. I mean, a lot of that, and we, again, we, uh, you know, Alex, you, you and I saw this in Alabama in 2017. We first started to see the, some of the Republican women who just were not. Even then, this is before Dobbs. In those groups, they they were pro-life, but they weren't comfortable. They weren't sure they would be comfortable if Roe was overturned. Um, and I think a lot of the you know, the Dobbs really um, helped, uh, unfortunately, because of what it's it's done to a lot of people's lives. But it, but it, what it did do was help make clear that danger and that, and that the, a bridge too far that I think we saw in Ohio, people don't want to go there, even if they've been voting Republican their, their entire lives. There's no way you could get to 57% if they had stayed, um, uh, you know, stayed basically, you know, in, in, in opposition, there had to be even pro-life voters who said no? I don't. I, I don't think uh, this is right. We should have. We should have a vote, and and I want to do that. And it should be fifty percent, not not sixty. Joe, look, you mentioned this is a big win. We're at fifty-seven percent. We saw what happened in Kansas. We saw what happened elsewhere. There's still quite a bit of hand wringing about like whether abortion is really going to be like what what swings twenty twenty four, and do Democrats need to move on to something else? Is it a tired issue? I mean, you look at and, and, and there's there's like a little bit of data to support this, but I mean, you look at there's almost like a magic number. If you look at Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, and other than Georgia, I mean, those are these states. It, abortion support or abortion rights support is at like 62, 63 percent. Democrats won governorships in all four states. Um, they won the Senate, obviously, in Pennsylvania, Arizona, didn't win it in Wisconsin, but but there were clear wins even in, in the face of the quote unquote red wave. And obviously the Wisconsin Supreme Court earlier this year. But if you look at when support for abortion rights drops into like it's still a majority, but it's in that like 53, 55, 57 percent range, even Republicans tend to win. Uh Florida, a good example, Rubio and DeSantis won. Uh, you know, Democrats didn't flip any seats in the any governor seats last year, except Arizona. And you mentioned Ohio. Ohio is a really good example. Despite this one sitting at 57 percent right now, you know, J.D. Vance won last year. And, you know, Mike DeWine signed that crazy abortion bill, the one that, you know, everyone everyone's heard the story about the 10 year old having to go to another state. Um, you know, he won easily, too. So, Joe, do you, is there is there kind of a magic number or is it just kind of you know, one state at a time. Is is there still momentum on abortion rights for Democrats here? I think that it actually, if you look at the, you know, the the arc of where this has gone since Dobbs, it's clear time and time again 
whether it's turnout, whether it's in Ohio, uh, the va- it was a, a very predominant women, uh, turnout among women uh, versus, you know, usual uh, in Ohio. I think you've seen t- in Kansas the same thing. I think it's time and time again. I, I think the the problem that they now have, uh, you know, it, you, you, there was a time, I think, when a candidate could hide behind their own, you know, wherever they were. I think that, you know, going for a national abortion ban, you know, Lindsey Graham, that genius. And these states now, these laboratories of autocracy doing six, you know, six-week bans, DeSantis doing that. I think now the, the, the problem here is that it has really touched every Republican candidate. There will not, you will not be able to run as a Republican and be able to defend just how how far and crazy some of these things that they've tried to do and pass and have succeeded in doing and what they tried to do in Ohio. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's much more in a weird way. Yes, right after Dobbs, there was a you know outrage and 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 you could see the the clear response from people. But I think now it's it's not just pro-choice people is what I'm saying. I think this is actually, it's like, I, I can be pro-life, but I think a, a total ban without exceptions. I mean, in other words, I think part of the, just the ultra mega taint of, of the stuff they've tried to do is actually expanding, you know, whether you want to call it the ban in line or whatever, you know, whatever we, we, we've interpreted as, it's expanding the number of people that are, are available to a sane candidate who's running against a mega cult person, which I'm I'm assuming we're going to have uh, plenty of those. Uh, one of them probably uh, the lead mega cult dear leader on you know Trump running for president of the United States. Uh, you know, going into November, I don't know how you run away from that. And he's by the way trying to you know no I I I just elected I just appointed a Supreme Court. I, even he is trying to shuck and jive on this, but it won't work. Which he wasn't before, by the way. I mean, he was super, yeah. he, he was saying like, this was his proudest moment. I mean, he took credit for it when, when it, it wasn't, yeah. you know, so when it wasn't he, biting So it. that's what I'm saying. To, to answer your question, that's your best poll right there. <laughs> you, you pointed to all these other things, people who won, people that, no, 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 no. The guy who was out there banging his chest, because that's like what he loves to do the most. Uh, this was me, damn it, me, 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 I did it, I did it, I did it, is now going like, what? No, no, I just appointed a few people. I mean, I mean, if it wasn't so sick, demented, and sad, and the damage that's done, you know, it would be laughable what he says now. But of course, we've laughed at many things he's said. And, uh, uh, I, you know, uh, you, you and I, I think, have, have uh, always said to people, look, you can't underestimate that cult following he has, right. his ability, uh, it's going to be a, a, this is going to be a tough, tough fight. And by the way, they're going to break every rule in the book. Like they, they look, look at what we're seeing in the indictments and the evidence that's pouring out. That hasn't stopped. They're going to keep trying to do stuff. Um, and by the way, Ohio was an example of the, of the, you know, there are people who said, yeah, well, the last coup, you know, it was them trying to do illegal stuff. The next one will be fought with legal briefs, you know, you, you know, in court. 
And that's what they were trying to do in Ohio in a way, right. you know, lift the bar to 60. That's legal. Oh, no, you can't do that anymore because you can't get to 60 percent. We we're we're for democracy. This is the democratic way now. Well, that's what they're going to they're going to do that in 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 states. Um, they won't be doing fake electors. They'll have some law, bill passed that allows the state legislature to appoint uh, electors when there's a dispute. And then there'll be a dispute and they'll be legally doing it. So this is all stuff that that we have to fight against, which, again, given um, Trump's strength um, in that base, that is not going to go away, given the inability of DeSantis or anybody else, I think, at this point, um, so far, at least, to show any ability or, or, or uh, to even challenge him realistically. I mean, it's one thing to call him names. Uh, you know, and, and pound your chest like Chris Christie does and, and, and even uh, call out the truth after all this time. But it's another thing to actually be able to compete it, with that base, which none of them are right. doing. So it's going to be, like I said, I think it's a long-winded way of a answering your question, but the best evidence that it's it, it, they're not going to be able to run away from it, uh, that it's actually damaged them and it continues to damage them and continues to actually create a lot more energy uh, with those who want to protect the rights uh, uh, of women uh, and protect and protect their their health uh, decisions it is, you know, versus there isn't a whole lot of energy on the other side in a, in a, that's expanding. That's what I'm saying. Where the expansion is happening is on the right side of history here, I think, right. which is we, in, you know, we protect rights in this country. We don't take them away. And he's in the best evidence that, that, uh, that I'm, you know, that we're looking at this correctly is take a look at none other than Donald Trump himself and what he's saying now. He's totally running away that he had nothing to do with these these moves for a national abortion ban, nothing to do with six week ban. And it's not me. No, I just appointed judges. Yeah, he appointed right. it. And they're all, uh, by the way, judges that are all, uh, upholding the six week bans. I right. mean, it, you know, depending on what circuit it's being, you know, challenged in. Yeah. It's, you know, it's complete, bar none, per usual bullshit from him. But it's interesting what his bullshit now is. Bill, let's take a quick break and come back to another listener question. That Trippy Show will always be free with support from our advertisers, and we try to work with partners we believe in. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you keep what's stressing you bottled up, it can really start to drag you down. That's where therapy can help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Trippy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Trippy. Support for that Trippy show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, 
visit odoo.com slash trippy. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash trippy. Joe, we got a really good listener question this week that gets to some of what you were just talking about. This is from Chris, and he didn't say where he was emailing from, but he said, how do Democrats go on the offensive on the economy? Is there a reason I'm not seeing anything about it because I'm not a target? Oh, yes, he did say where he was from. He's from living along the North Carolina, South Carolina border. Or is it because other issues are, quote unquote, polling better? Like, Joe, is there room here? Is there a reason he's not seeing it? Uh, well, look, I keep saying this over and over again. First of all, economy is the number one issue. It always is. It, you know, a lot of people aren't aware much of the legislation that's been passed since Biden became president. You know, polling shows that 49% say inflation, cost of living is the most important issue. Another 9% say unemployment, you know, and 10% say economic inequality. So economic issues are, are clearly... Yeah, it's like 7 and 10. Yeah. But the other side of that is, okay, so people are really concerned about the economy. Um, they all went to the polls in Ohio and voted no because they didn't want their rights to be taken away. And they didn't and they didn't want some undemocratic crap from the right to stop their ability to influence uh, decisions in their state. So that's what we, you know, again, uh, we call cross pressure. Both things can exist and do exist. The other thing, though, that I would say is, uh, and this is like really, I, I, I keep saying this, I think I've said it probably now for three or four uh, podcast episodes, but it, it, it just drives me nuts because anybody, anybody who's lived through presidential cycle campaign years knows what I'm about to say is true, including all the damn reporters who cover this crap. Right. And what it is, is, and I've said it before, it takes six months of reports that the economy isn't going to be in a recession. It's coming out. People are going, you know, positive, positive reports at, at, at the same time as people are feeling it. They can hear that for six months and they still, it takes six months for them to get it after they've been through a year or two of the downslide. In other words, for year for two years, we're going to have a recession. We're going to have a recession. Gas prices are going up. Gas prices are going up. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Every report, breathless reporting of the red of the of the coming recession. By the way, and the Republicans the entire time fueling that. Yeah, you know, throwing gasoline. You know, on Biden, it. Yep. Biden's destroying our country. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's caused inflation. Um, uh, he spent us into inflation. He's rising. All that crap. Okay, when you've lived through that for a couple of years, when you start to come out of that kind kind of downturn and and your policies start to work, it takes like six months. And I've been there in campaign headquarters, praying that we had six months for the, for for it to get into the bloodstream. Okay. That's usually the fear. Usually the fear when you've got these kind of interest rate declining, uh, GDP all strong, uh, job growth uh, going as you're coming out, you know, it, it can happen like three months before election day. And I'm telling you, it, it, yeah, it, there's, it, there's nothing good that, that happens when, when three or four months after the election, people say, 
gosh, I, maybe we should kept that guy because things really were were, were getting yeah. better. So you, you're well, saying getting that, better that, now. that this summer, yeah. it like next summer is way too late. If this were happening a year from now, we'd be in yeah, much more It's trouble. happening now. And by the time we get early into next year, everybody will have felt it will be clear that we're not in a recession, that, geez, I've got a job. My wages have gone up. Inflation's gone down. Eggs aren't as expensive, you know, et cetera. Maybe this Bidenomics stuff that they've been talking about really works. And if I'd have to go back and look, but I'll bet you if you go look at go at the Reagan, uh, you got to remember Reagan came into why did Reagan come into power? He came into power in 1980 because of the misery index, double digit inflation, double digit unemployment. It was it was uh, interest rates were growing. I mean, like uh, gosh, they were off the charts. The the economy was just you know coming gas prices gas they were, we had gas lines literally everywhere in the country lines uh, of people at gas stations all that was going on um, under Carter and, and Reagan comes in and like he, he let Carter was doing things to uh, you know by the way I just to go back I'm sorry for the history lesson but Gerald Ford. It was already starting. Inflation was going skyrocketing during Gerald Ford's presidency prior to Carter. And that's why you had, you know, Gerald Ford, the Republican president, Nixon's VP, who was, became president when Nixon left, is running a whip inflation now campaign. Everybody in the country was wearing these WIN win buttons, whip inflation now. Well, it didn't whip. And then Carter comes in, it keeps going. But obviously, Ford was doing things, Carter was doing, people were doing things, trying to like figure out how the hell we come out of this. Reagan comes in and it didn't turn for a, a while. And the same exact, what the hell, Reagan, you know, it doesn't work, what's going on? And then it turned. It's like, yeah, it was like turned, two and a half years into his presidency. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. So this is, if you've lived through, it helps to have seen the movie before. And I've seen this several, several times. The reality is, it just this is the, the key point here. Is the, the um, economy still in a downturn as it was through COVID, et cetera? Or is it on an upswing? And you go look at the markets and everything, and it's pretty clearly moving in an upswing. You look at job growth, you know, it's, you look at everything, you look at where inflation's going, everything is going in the right direction has been for the last couple of months. That keeps up, you watch what's going to happen. It's exactly, uh, you, you know, that, that starts moving approval. Now, look, Biden's approval numbers are going to go uh, up from here. But the problem will always be that with the Trump people, it doesn't matter. It, no matter what, how good it is, if it's Biden doing it, it's got to be bad, right? That's why Ukraine. Oh, that's bad. We got to be with Putin. So, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, up is down with those people. So it doesn't matter whether the economy is doing better or not. They're going to be 99% saying it's horrible. Yeah. It, it, this gets to probably the, we have time for one more listener question. And I think this gets to your point. You know, it, it, this is from Anna in Nevada. Yes, I almost hate to ask this, but we're going to be hearing a lot more from the wingnuts about Hunter Biden. 
Is this just something the right is doing to stoke up their people and distract from what's going on? Or is there any data that anyone actually cares? And this is the this is the line that really got made me want to put this one here. I feel like half the country is only talking about Hunter Biden. So this gets to that up is down, down is up thing, where it's like instead of instead of thinking, even thinking about where the economy is, it's just what's on his laptop, what do you do now? Right? Yeah, except for one small thing. Like I, I look, I, I think that's true. And that's what I'm saying. They're gonna he's guilty, he's guilty, he should be in jail. But you know, her emails, her emails, her emails, Benghazi, whatever, it, it'll be Hunter. The difference is that there are lots of Democrats, including myself, who say, look, if Hunter did something that he should be in jail for, he should go to jail. <laughs> you know, now, you know, that's why we have a justice system. That's why uh Garland uh uh kept the Trump appointed you, you, you know, US attorney who is uh, and the Trump judge uh, that's look, you know, the handling this case, you know, no, no one tried to remove them. No one tried to change the U.S. attorney to protect him. And I think if you ask, the, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll say it again: if Hunter Biden did something, now, as best I've looked at it, you know, the things that he was charged with are things that any American charged with those offenses would get the same kind, again, with no record, et cetera, would get similar treatment. So, so the difference here is there's a party that, or, or you know, most of us who are willing to let that the justice uh, system play itself out and wherever the, you know, wherever the chips fall, they fall. Um, there's no one, I mean, in the Republican Party, if anybody said something like I just said about Trump, who, by the way, is running for president, Hunter Biden isn't. Right. I mean, it was just, I mean, it, it, they'd be, they'd be, you know, they, well, I remember they'd be, they're, they're, they'd maybe hang a gallows out in front of the Capitol building and, and be chanting, hang Mike Pence, I guess. I mean, I'm just saying it's like a totally different thing here. You know, I and with anything, there's always going to be dyed in the wool blue, true blue uh, Democrats who, who you know, who won't let themselves uh, say things like that. You know, like I just said, I mean, because it's that guy was. But this isn't disloyal. It's about the the the, the truth. And I think, look, if there's a party that is just, you know, that's the problem here, because there's a party that that. It, it's not just it's not a pro-democracy party. And it's not, I mean, we don't have two pro-democracy parties. We have one that absolutely be believes in the lies and doesn't believe the truth and will believe any lies about Hunter Biden or Joe Biden and will basically be, you know, 30 to 40, 37, 40 percent of the electorate in November of 2024. In the end, people are going to have to measure that contrast. And again, they're, they want to make the contrast. Everybody does this stuff. Everybody, all of us should be in jail. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're all crooks. We're all crooks. He's crook. You're all crooked. Um, and there, ergo, you want your crook. I mean, that's basically the whole Trump campaign and their whole message. And I, I think, as uh, Ohio showed, yeah, okay. You know, but one of you wants to like enforce this minority view of the world on all of us. And 
every we'd rather basically keep everything, you know, majority rules. We all get a vote and a say and let us decide, you know, to put initiatives on the ballot. And by the way, the contrast is still, I still say it, it's the chaos, the danger of Trump uh, and the danger to democracy and the calm contrast of Joe Biden. I think that's what served, uh, I've said it, you know, that's what served in 2020. Why I don't think there was a red wave in 2022. Why I still think, uh, why I think things like Ohio happened. And I think um, uh, that Biden is doing an incredible job. He will get credit from it for it is when people have had six months more of what they're, they're seeing now, which they will. And, and that will be way, way in advance of the uh, uh, November 24 election. That's, by the way, I think why they've doubled down and gone crazy on the Hunter Biden stuff. I mean, for two things. One, the indictments on Trump. So let's like try to make, they're both, you know, and, and, and let's go impeach Biden too, whatever we got to do to muddy the water there. Because if we don't, we're going to be, you know, what now, 72 indictments and growing, you know, you know versus calm getting it done, Joe Biden, that's not going to work for them. And particularly if the economy is actually improving, no matter how much they still, in fact, all, you still watch any of them. They're all, every one of these presidential candidates on the other side is out there running. Inflation's growing out of control. <laughs> right. No, it's like, no, it's not. It's like three, it's like, it was at 0 0.02, I think, or whatever. What was it? Two point, point, yeah, yeah. I think it was like 0.02, you know, core inflation uh, this month. So I just think that reality, that's what I'm saying. You can, you can scream all you want, you know, about inflation. It, it helps certainly, by the way, if there really is a lot of inflation. You can scream that people's, you know, people's pay is declining. It would help if people's pay was declining. It's all a lie. Um, and I think that becomes clear. Now, what I do is it's, you, you can keep repeating it in the downturn and keep blaming it on, on the Democrats, whoever's in power. But once it turns up, that's only going to last three or four, five months, maybe six. So that's why I think this is, you were seeing good signs everywhere. I mean, the turnout, the activism, the 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 focus uh, that I think is out there um, with the union, with David Pepper, um, the Blue Ohio, all, the, just all kinds of groups coming together to to actively fight uh, to win win there. And this is Ohio, folks. I mean, you know, I can't get too crazy now, but but Ohio maybe could actually be in play. I mean, actually be at least a place where, you, you know, there's a shot. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. And by the way, we're going to have a Senate race there that, that's going to matter, I think, if I'm, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Well, you know, so. and, and everyone, everyone is basically saying, you know, Frank LaRose, who's the Secretary of State, who is very strongly in favor of this, this uh, issue one. Right. Uh, he, he effed around and, and next year he's going to find out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is like, this is going to have consequence. That, that seat, May have, you know, people, the Republicans, you know, really want shared brown seat. And I think this just made it much tougher to get. And by the way, that activist core, that organizational core that got that where the, that the muscle, muscle memory got built to win this thing, that's there. And that'll be there in Ohio on the ground in 2024 in that Senate race. 
that's a great place to end because we're just about out of time. But it it really just underscores the point we've been making for I don't know how many shows now. Don't wait for anybody else. Don't hope the problem goes away. Don't wait for Jack Smith. Get out there, go work, because there's elections to be won, and that's what happened in Ohio. Joe, that's about all the time we've got today. Well, thanks, Alex. Thanks, everyone, for listening to that trippy show, and thanks, everyone, who took action to help in Ohio. A reminder that this podcast will always be free and is part of Resolute Square. Check out the latest at ResoluteSquare.com slash trippy. Please subscribe to that trippy show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. You can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question, a review on iTunes. And we actually are starting to get to some of them. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for everything you're doing out there. Keep it up. <laughs>